Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to Episode 78 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-host, Dr. Ray Painter. And again, uh, Mark is out this episode, but today we're going to finish discussing uh, just kind of our wrap-up of our Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement Seminar uh, that that happened December 3rd and 4th, uh, 2021, in Las Vegas. Um, so day two of our seminar, we started, again, Ray started the, the day off by taking a look at how we would practice, how the practice will look in the future based on where we've come in the past. So, Ray, you want to share kind of what you talked about? I, I know you shared a little bit in kind of the whole concept uh, last episode, but you want to just share a little bit more about what you discussed? Well, if we take a look at uh, trying to predict the future, the first thing you do is take a look at uh, the past, the present, and kind of look at the trajectory toward the future. And the one thing we did was take a look at those things that's going to interrupt that trajectory. Because if we look at uh, the, the day, uh, the urology, the day in the life of a urologist 50 years ago, and what they were doing then compared to the day, it's daylight and dark because of some of the diagnostic and treatment that we did not have 50 years ago that we have today. So if you aim straight ahead, what what's going to be the future? Are we going to be uh, the head of a team? Or are we going to be one that's strictly looking at uh, programming, assessing, and counseling? and spend less time on diagnosis and treatment because that's always already going to be kind of set? Or what are the things that's going to disrupt that trajectory? You know, what about uh, new technology? Uh, what about uh, informational technology? How is that going to change our practice? All of those things were discussed and and left for the the mind to to uh, evaluate and eventually come to conclusions. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, everybody appreciated your journey, kind of where you've been and what you've seen, you know, over the last 50 years and applying your thought process to saying, you know, here's where we've been. Here's some of the things to think about moving forward. And and that perspective is is a unique perspective that uh, that was very interesting to to hear and hear your thoughts. So so thank you again on that. That was uh, that was a good presentation. One last thought: if you look at that trajectory, fifty years ago there was no computer, no internet, no cell phone. Uh, and here we are today with all of the tools we have. What is it going to be like in the future? 
with all the new technologies that will be uh, advanced. Yeah, and it's it's so crazy how quickly things are being developed. So, so that that timeline of new technology and new information is only going to be more and more compressed. So yes. it it's exciting and scary. <laughs> All right. So then then we went and uh, we had a breakout session um, for the next uh, couple hours, and we Larry and uh, Marianne, who is uh, uh, part of the managed, PRS Managed Services uh, company, that and she runs that division of the billing and uh, the practice management side of things. And so Larry Kemp and Marianne DeSoyce talked about operational best practices. And, and really with, with that tandem, it was a good presentation because Larry could uh, – you know, really outline kind of the the ideas of what should be happening and give the, you know, where you should be aiming and what you should be doing. And Marianne was able to add the the differences or add the perspective of what's actually happening currently. So and and what we're doing in in our business and our the practices we are helping and what's working and what's not. So I, I think that was a very good discussion and they uh they had a a lot of participation as well in that that session, and in the other breakout. Oh, go ahead, Ray. Oh, I was just going to put a little meat on those bones for that session. Uh, Marianne was able to share that we have taken over the the billing and partner. We shouldn't say taken over. We have partnered with a number of practices in which we uh, work with them to improve their protocols and processes in their office. And then we do the, the actual submission and follow up on the claims. And then we do the education in the back. And we've been able to increase revenue significantly in those practices that, that uh, are willing to work with us and use the best practices that we have developed. And a couple of the statistics is many practices, we've increased the bottom line by 25% and some even more. And the denial rate across Colorado practices, I mean, across urology practices nationwide was reported last year as 17%. And we bill for everything that a practice identifies, and we are able to drop that down to about 5%. So uh, the, the idea was not what we do, but the idea is how we do it and how everybody else could do the same thing. Yeah, and, uh, and you emphasize the word we bill for everything. Um, when you're when you're talking about that, and one of the things that is commonly done, I mean, you could you could get to a, a 95% uh, success rate for billing by just billing those things you know are going to get paid. But when Ray says we bill for everything, that is uh, we we do bill for everything, and we find those things that uh, often uh, that frequently practices miss 
when they're billing. So not only are we billing the stuff, the normal stuff and everything that, that the average practice is doing, but we're finding getting everything billed that, uh, that the practice does. So, so that's, that's an interesting point that, uh, that I think a lot of people miss in there when they report their denial rates. Yeah. They, those monthly reports, uh, you know, we often, I often refer to as the Madoff reports because there's a lot missing in that 98% collection rate that you're normally presented with at the end of the month. And the two big issues are, one, anything that you do that's not billed for, uh, either through not capturing it or misunderstanding of what you should bill and how to bill, isn't counted in your report and anything the payer says we don't pay for that you write off is considered a tractual write-off and not considered as a part of incomplete collections as well yep okay all right so the other uh, session that was against uh, was a, a separate breakout session was a coding workshop and in this Mark and Dr. John Lynn and uh, Ray and I were in there discussing different scenarios and that, you know, we, we made it, I think, through just a handful of the scenarios because of all the discussion and all the questions that were asked and all the information that, it, that was exchanged uh, by attendees and, and clarifications that were made by Mark and Dr. Lynn and, uh, and Ray and myself. I mean, it was a it was a great session, and uh, again, on the evaluation sheet, we saw a lot of people really appreciated that format. Anything to add on that, Ray? No, not not for that. It was okay. Okay, so uh, uh, then we brought the group back together and started our main session again, and we went uh, through the additional revenue opportunities in neurology and also how to code those. And, uh, you know, there are a lot of new technologies, as we've mentioned in, uh, you know, just mentioned in this uh, podcast in the previous podcast, you know, like with telehealth. But there's a lot of new treatment technologies always coming into urology. And uh, what Mark presented, uh, several of the newest technologies that are, are opportunities for urologists and urology practices. Do you remember any specifics of uh, new technology and how to build on that, Scott? Uh, the the StreamDX was one. You know that was one of our exhibitors, and uh, as you know, they're they're just getting uh, their product out there, and I know the billing is uh, a little more complicated on that, and um, you know always you know not a not a clear path with new technologies. So so you do have you know, definitely locational or regional differences as well as, uh, you know, some, some unlisted, uh, enlisted codes as well. How about you? Yeah, that, that was the, the main takeaway there is if you have a new technology that doesn't have a CPT code, why then you are obligated to use the enlisted code and you need to work with your payers to see who is going to pay and who isn't. And it's always good to know what your payers are going to handle the new technology, specific if there is a big uh, in 
investment. For StreamDX, for instance, you're using an unlisted code, and it's been uh, uh, benchmarked to to pay uh, a profit for the practice. And there's a few payers that are paying, but uh, you you have to know what your payers are going to do. And if you're if the, you may be told that you can use an existing code. But you need to research that to be sure that, one, you're being paid what you should, and two, the facility fee is adequate. So there's a lot to consider in a new code. So you want to do your research before buying a new technology and implement it in your practice. And again, like an ASC, if it's an expensive technology, you want to be sure you got buy-in from all your members if you're using them as also a part of your due diligence on ROI. All right. Okay, so uh, we, we then moved on to uh, to our E&M discussion and uh, Mark presented a, uh, you know, a, a a good overview or you know kind of an in-depth overview of uh enm 2021 and really went into the details of you know kind of how data and risk uh the problem data and risk are all looked at and we had a pretty deep discussion on incident two so so that was uh an interesting discussion well, Scott, we might mention here that on data, you know, they keep modifying it a little bit or the interpretation of the rules keep changing a little. But the bottom line is you can charge once for ordering and reading data, but the two are bundled and you can't charge twice. So you you either order when you're you charge it when you're ordering or if it hasn't been charged at any time due to the fact it was uh, ordered outside an encounter, then you can count the reading. And the one exception to that is the fact that if you order a CT scan or other imaging that is performed by an outside group, not your group, and then you come back and you view that same document, or that same encounter, not encounter, but that same image, then you can count uh, viewing the image or an independent interpretation, even though you've charged for the ordering. That was and, the key difference. Yeah, and then that, that viewing was category two data, uh, according to the rules. And... Uh, we we wrapped up the session by going through and and again this was you know sparking open discussion we wrapped up the session by going through uh several of our E&M 2021 flashcards which were part of our workshop and also part of the seminar so that was uh interesting as we have put on a flashcard uh, to 23 of the top diagnosis codes for urology and and kind of broken down uh, or laid out a scenario and then 
on on the one side, and then if you flip the card over, it has the various levels. So, uh, you know, problem data risk and also the overall level and some of the additional information you can consider. And uh, every uh, every attendee did get uh, a flashcard deck. All right. Now, with that, you're talking about a deck of cards. And on the back of the card, you have a scenario, uh, which is a common scenario for each of the key diagnoses. And then on the front, you have the most common code level and how you reach that level. But then I thought the, the intriguing part of what you put on there, Scott, was what you'd have to do to up that a level and what would happen if you had certain things didn't happen to lower it a level. So I think that's going to be a good teaching tool for urologists as well as coders. Yes, and, uh, you know, matter of fact, I had uh, one attendee come up and ask how many, you know, if, if those were for sale and could they buy any additional. And currently those decks are not for sale, but uh, we do have uh, uh, E&M workshop recording and uh, training coming up in January where, where we will be giving away additional flashcard decks with that training as well as at our New Orleans seminar coming up the, the end of January, January 28th and 29th. Uh, again, you'll be able to get a flash card deck there. So so right now, the only way to get one of those deck of cards is to attend one of our uh, presentations. So those are currently not for sale. But uh, if you do attend one of our, you know, our E&M workshop or our uh, Urology Advanced Coding and Reimbursement seminar, you, you do get those deck of cards. So... So we'd like to see you come join us, and and it's a great teaching tool for use in the office. All right, uh, then we uh, we we wound up day two with uh, payer specific billing rules and issues and ICD-10 coding. Uh, any comments on on those sessions? No, Scott. As you remember, I had to leave a little early, so I didn't attend those. So I can't help you there. I didn't think you'd have any. <laughs> so, uh, so the payer specific billing issues, you know, always uh, they really had that discussion of, you know, there, there you have to understand what the different payers are doing, and that's where Marianne really added a lot of uh, information because, you know, Marianne, since we're billing for a lot of different practices in a lot of different areas. Uh, using, you know, for, for urology, then we have a lot of information on that. And Marianne is really a, a wealth of information on what's happening in with various payers. And, and it is helpful, again, to have those, uh, you know, your colleagues or somebody else that are doing some of the, you know, billing some of the similar things that you can share. And that's, again, what the what the seminar brings together. And then, and then, as far as ICD-10, you know, ICD-10 is was is was the discussion was pretty straightforward. Um, you know, what we were able to show that you do need to look in the includes, uh, what's includes and what's excludes and includes in the notes that those are always important to look at when you're billing an ICD-10 code. 
and uh, there are some things in urology that you have to pay attention to um, obviously when when you have the history of versus the um, you know active disease so so it was a good discussion and again that was uh, the wrapping up of the seminar and day two so all in all great seminar we'd love for you to attend and join us uh this next year coming up in 2022 we have our january in new orleans and also we're gonna be back in las vegas again in december so any final thoughts ray nope all right well you can find all this information. You can find out how to register for the seminar on the episode page, which is at prsnetwork.com forward slash 078 for episode 78. That's all for this episode. Uh, take us out, Ray. Happy coding. Thank you for listening to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast where we help urologists and their staff maximize income and efficiencies so there's time and energy for patient care and a happy life. Special thanks to Carl Painter for the music today. You can find his music on Spotify under his record label, The Juicery.